Oh, yeah. We are the Nosebleed Seats Podcast. Zach Wolchuk alongside Eric Chiafalo. And this is the Bleep Around. Bleep it around on Thursday. Feels mm. good. It does, man. It feels really, really, really good. And what we're going to do with this Bleep Around, and for those of you that don't know that are new to this, you didn't hear our first Bleep Around segment, it's pretty much just... We're talking whatever we want, pop culture, sports, whatever the heck comes to mind, things that we feel like talking about in the safe space, this is the time to do it. It's the bleep round. And if you guys ever have a topic or questions or comments that you want us to talk about, now would be the segment we do it. So, of course, reach out to our social medias. We've got a Twitter, at Nosebleed Pod. We've got a gram. That, that, That pauses for you. Of what? A gram of what? An Instagram. Ho oh, ho! Insta. Gram. Yeah, what 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 is the Instagram? Oh, uh NBS uh <laughs> podcast. NBS podcast. We've got a Facebook page, Nosebleed Seats Podcast, and then a website, www.nosebleedseatsradio.com. So you can hit us up on all those and uh we'll go ahead and probably throw it into this bleep around segment. But we're gonna start this edition with a former UFC star, one that I uh was a big fan of in Ronda Rousey. Since then, Eh, Ronda's kind of shown her true colors a little bit. She's really shown her ass, Wolchuk. Not the good one it, either. Oh, so we're not talking about her. She actually showed her. her actually, she, there were those. Uh, there's there were those photos. Oh, there were. Yeah. What? She's done some. Uh, didn't she do some like painted body? Oh, issue she was on the body kind issue. Of, you're right. Uh, like painted. I think it was a Sports Illustrated. She may have done yeah. an ESPN one as well. No, you're right about that. So she's that. definitely shown the ass set. She has. That she has. Well, she was recently on uh, making the rounds on Sports Center or on ESPN, I should say. Doing the old ESPN car wash. Because eh? she's now out of the UFC. Well, I mean, she's never going to say that she's completely done, but she's no longer really fighting in the UFC. She's now moved on to wrestling, WWE style, and she's going to be in WrestleMania for her debut. So she's she's going on ESPN. She's talking to First Take. She's talking to Golik and Wingo. And. Man, I saw a video pop up about her on first take with Max Kellerman that was super awkward. And I was like, okay, well, that's first take. Those two are a bunch of bleep holes. But then she was also awkward on her interview with Golik and Wingo. And it's like... Not Golik. Not Golik. Everybody loves Golik, right? And, and Trey Wingo's such a nice guy. Like, those two dudes, how can you be rude to them? Well, Ronda was. And we've got the audio to prove it. Let's go back and, and start with... When you knew from the the MMA, when you were done there, when you when you knew in your mind, I'm not going to fight anymore. I never said that. Ah, so there is a possibility that you could go back in time. There's a possibility that I could go back in time. That's go, your question to me. Go back in time and, and and fight. Go back in the octagon. I do not have the ability to go back in time. No. No. Would you fight again? I don't know. So yeah, um, that was that was the one on Golik and Wingo, by the way. Yeah, that was, her that was, that was the Golik and Wingo. She and just comes across as such a snarky such little a, bee, such a jerk. And it's Gosh, like, look, I, I understand. Like Golik did not phrase that question well, but be a professional. You know what he's getting at here. He's he's asking you. So do you think you'd ever go back and fight in the UFC? Just because he phrased it a little funky. 
I mean, doesn't mean you need to make him look like a bleep hole in front of the freaking world. Well, she made herself look like a bleep she hole. She did, but she was attempting to make him look like a jackass. Th- that's true. And, and what I don't understand is why these people uh, volunteer themselves to go on these interviews. No one's no one's forcing them to go to ESPN, sit in front of a camera, and get asked a bunch of questions. Okay, but if you're going to do that, don't be a jerk about it. The problem I, like, with don't Ronda be, Especially is, you, Ronda Rousey. Where yes. no, no one's cared about you in over two years now. No. Like, get over yourself. It's like, look, Ronda, okay, in and she's got a bunch of, like, there's domestic violence accusations. Maybe it's even been proven that it happened uh, with her. So a lot of people don't like Ronda Rousey as a person for stuff that's gone on like that. And she's showing it why here in this interview. And, and we get another one with, with Max Kellerman that we'll play here in a second. Uh, on First Take. And, and look, you and I, I think, both don't like First Take. Well, we don't like that show. Uh, those people literally are just dropping clickbait here. You know, they're, they're Stephen not... Stephen A cracks me up, though, man. I can't stand him. Oh, he cracks me Screaming up. Screaming A? Can't he, stand him. Uh, Stephen A uh, had a 10-year anniversary hitting the East spot a couple weeks yeah, ago. Yeah, I know he did. I can't stand him. Um, he hit the hell out no, of him. No, I hate him. But Ronda's not a good talker. She never has been, even in the UFC. She was a trailblazer for women's MMA. She was great in the UFC for her first eight fights. Yeah, then she so got Holly Holmed. She got Holly Holmed. Basically, the sport passed her by. Then she got Misha Tated. No, she didn't ever get Misha Tated. She Misha beat Misha Tated three times. Okay, wait. Who was the other one? It was Amanda Nunez. Oh, Nunez. Nunez. She got Amanda Nunez. Yeah, she did. And she no longer should ever fight again in the UFC. I think Dana White's on record saying that he cares very much about Ronda and he doesn't want to see her fight again. Doesn't want to see her get hurt. No, because she will. Because people figured out, oh, Ronda can't stand and fight, and now women are badass now in MMA, and they can do all kinds of things, not just get people on the ground with a takedown and then get them an arm bar, which is what Ronda Rousey made her living on. But she's not a good talker. While she might be good in the in WWE, and it's it's a great publicity stunt by them. It's probably getting some eyeballs. It's entertaining. She sucks as an actress. She was terrible in Fast and Furious. She was okay in Entourage, in the Entourage movie because she played herself, but she's not really good on the mic. And she proved it again here. Well, so that was the first one was Golic, and then the next one is just literally a mere like hour and a half later on first take, and here's her exchange with Max Kellerman. Play in that preview that they heard Stephen A. and me talking about you was I said that you were a woman who through your fighting when it when you became such a big deal that when you lost it's like the earth stopped spinning on its axis and that's the part I chose to focus on after your loss in the W in the UFC like why is everyone talking about oh my God she lost is she over it all these kind of things when you achieved such heights that one loss the whole world stopped and noticed it why do you think there was a kind of negative backlash to you after the loss um in other words people in you must be aware in the in the mma world there was a lot of talk well she was overrated she was this she was that and my point of view was at the time and remains that you achieved amazing heights almost no one wins forever everyone suffers setbacks but there seemed to be like an unusual amount of negative pushback after your loss did you did you not experience that I experience a lot of people who quote some people that are really just afraid to state their own opinion. Do you think it's my opinion? That 
No, that's not my opinion. I can tell you right now, that's not my opinion. I thought you achieved amazing things. I was and am, remain a big fan of your fighting and of you. That's not, that's not me saying some people meaning me. That is me saying I read and heard from others and defended you. Well, thank you for defending me. I appreciate that. Okay. I yeah. do kind of love how flustered she had Kellerman though. He's like, wait, wait you, oh, you mean yeah. I? Uh, uh, no, I've I've long I've I've long said that wait, how much you uh, wait, you think that's me? how awesome you ha- were and how much respect you, you think I don't and like how you? many accolades you should have received. Wait, no, 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 don't beat me up. They, well, luckily, she wasn't on frog set. in my throat there. Uh, I don't know, man. Look, Max Kellerman, I, I think he's actually a pretty darn good boxing analyst, even though he said that Conor McGregor would never be able to land a single punch on Floyd Mayweather. In fact, he won several rounds against Floyd Mayweather. Uh, this whole thing with Ronda, though, again, she's just kind of being a jerk with the way that she's refusing to even comment on any of this stuff. Like, the thing why there was, in my opinion, so much negative backlash towards Ronda was because she was such a sore loser about that. About just she didn't talk to the media afterwards. When she came back in her return fight against Amanda Nunes, she did zero press. She came out for the weigh in, did not speak, weighed in, got off the scale, came in for the press conference, came in, did a face off left. She did not say a word before or after the fight when she lost to Amanda Nunes and then after she lost to Holly Holm. Sore loser. Look at what Conor McGregor did when he got choked out by Nate Diaz. He immediately congratulates Nate. He immediately goes in front of all the media, and everybody was loving the fact that Conor lost because that's how it is. When you're undefeated and you're a huge megastar and the two biggest stars in the UFC over the last decade are Conor McGregor and Ronda Rousey, next you can say John Jones and GSP. That's just how it is. People love to see people that are successful fail. And those two failed at times. Connor handled it like a mensch. Ronda handled it like a sour little baby. And now, while she's going out trying to promote her WrestleMania career, even though I'm really not a big fan of Max Kellerman, she's still trying to make him look like a D-bag, which he might be. But it's still not cool, dude. Not cool at all. All right, let's keep leaping around. Can we get a little bit happier? Do you have anything else to oh, leap around? I got some stuff that's going to make seem, you happy. You're fuming right now. I, I know s- you needed to get that off your chest, though. I'm happy. All right, so uh, you, I, I know you love to keep up with the Kardashians. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, which one Listen, do you think man, they're pretty hot. Kim's the hottest. I knew you were going to yeah. ask me that. Yes, gosh, you know me so Kim's well. Kim's always been my girl. You think um, that she's hotter than Kylie? Dude, uh, I think yeah, Kylie well, just might because be the hottest. Kylie, I think, is a little bit faker than Kim. Just by just by a little. Dude, they're just both by a little. freaking fake. When, when, when you're talking about the most natural of the Kardashians, and we'll lump in the Jenners, obviously, as you're Kendall's with, probably the most Kendall, natural. Kendall is the most naturally pretty. She seems to have done less to her face and body. Uh, thus why she would get my number one vote. But if we're including all these little extra stuff that they're doing, Kim has always been my dove. So you were just into that sex tape she made? Uh, you could say so. Okay. Well, Chloe. What do you think about Chloe? Because that's who we're really Chloe, getting to Yeah, here. Chloe, you know, she's really come around. Uh, Dr. Miami. She's come where? What? Uh, Dr. Miami has really done a lot for her since like 2009. Uh, she's she really started coming on the scene in about 2012, and uh, she's really only gotten hotter since. So shouts out to her doctor because he or she is a stud. I know, uh, isn't she pregnant? Though she's with Tristan, and I'm pretty sure she's about to have a uh, 
She's about to drop a little Tristan Thompson uh, hyphen Kardashian, isn't she? Yes, exactly. She is pregnant now. And in fact, she's rather uh, showing. She's showing big time. She's got full on baby bump. About ready to pop, huh? And she went ahead and posed in lingerie. We're talking black lacy bra and thong. Oh, wow. Nothing else. Wow. Showing off the bump while pregnant. With baby daddy Tristan Thompson. That's a bold move. I kind of respect Yeah, looking all oh, sexy. Oh, Tristan's in there? Tristan's shirtless in it, laying wow. on the bed. Oil? So, was he oiled up I don't know if they're oiled up. So you've got one picture good of looking. Chloe's perched up, you know, trying to show off like, oh, I'm glowing. Oh, I'm I love the perch. Man, love the perch. With the, with the baby bump. And then you've got other pictures with her and, and Tristan laying on the bed. But just your thoughts. Like, let's say... And I know it's different, but, you know, we are somewhat celebrities, of course. Um, Let's say your wife, right, is pregnant, and she wants to go ahead and take lingerie photos, pregnancy photos. I'm not with it. Yeah, I'm not not with it. it. I'm not with it, but but that's why I wouldn't, uh, you know, get involved with the Kardashian in that sense, because that's kind of their MO. That's what they do. That's who they are. That's what they're about. I'm not totally about that. I'm not in love with the idea of my wife being in lingerie so that the world can see her, even if she is pregnant. Uh, yeah, so I would have to say that's a no for me, dog. And uh, just Chloe in general. I mean, what do you think about that? Chloe in general, uh, as a person, no, or just posing, just doing uh, these pics. I mean, well, I haven't, oh, yeah, I sure, haven't actually, physically. I haven't physically seen the pictures. You How does she look? I'm curious to know if you've you've seen the pictures, right? Yes. Okay, so is she is she one of those pregnant ladies that her whole body? No. Arms, face, legs. No, it's just looks the belly. I mean, it's, no, that's what I was going to say. Yes, the rest looks of her good looks good. And it's just belly. Okay, so it's not spread evenly amongst her. So she, it doesn't look like she's gained weight if you just looked at her face. No, she looks like an attractive pregnant wow. woman if you're okay. into that kind of thing. Okay, yeah, no, I've definitely seen it. There, there are those rare breeds of holy smokes. It went all to her stomach, and her stomach looks huge, but her face, arms, and legs, and rear end all look. Pristine. All right, so there you go. So you Good don't have a you, problem Chloe. with Chloe doing this? Well, no, because that's just that's what she does. That's what yeah, Tristan right. does. Honestly, I really want to see it. I want to see how Tristan's looking. Oh, you want to see Tristan nude? Man, you should for Halloween. I'm pretty sure he was Aquaman, and he was really doing it. Where he was really doing, doing it. Where how? No, he was just looking good as Aquaman. Like he was, what are we talking? I'm talking about the fact that Aquaman doesn't really wear a shirt, so that means Tristan wasn't wearing a shirt. He had some eye makeup on. I thought it looked good. Okay. Was he Ibaka-ing down there? Uh, no Ibaka-ing. Okay. Next up. Uh, I was, you know, popping on the TV the other day. Just going through some stuff. And a show came on. Finger popping? Finger popping, yep. No doubt. A show came on that I watched religiously as a child. And to this day, if it is on television, I will put it on and I will watch the episodes through. Gilmore Girls? Not Gilmore Girls. Um, not anymore. It's Boy Meets World. Ah. Did you watch Boy Meets World as a, as a uh, young of lad? Of course I did. I'm right? a 90s baby. Yes, thank you. So everybody loves like. Boy Meets World. The, the, the tales of Corey Matthews and Sean Hunter and Topanga Lawrence and the Mr. craziness. Feeny. Mr. Feeney. Feeney. Who doesn't love the Feeney chant? I don't love it as much. From Eric Matthews. Anymore. Not a fan? He kind of ruined it for me. Maybe Will right. Fidel we'll does it better. On. But yes, I, I think does. I think Boy Meets World, at the end of the day, like when I'm going watchability shows that I have seen 
and will watch over and over again on repeat and the life lessons that I gained as a kid from watching those shows. Does it still hold up, though? Because I haven't yes. seen it in, in a long no, it time. No, it still holds up, okay. man. It still holds up. No, I used to love up. the show. It was a great show. And I don't care, give a rat's poo about the spinoff Girl Meets World. That already got canceled after three or four seasons. We're talking the OG Boy Meets World. It's a top five all-time show for me. Oh, top five all like all childhood shows, like or just no, like any period. show, like period, man. As far as my my five shows go, um, I think right now I'd have to go, and this is always up for debate, but I'd go in no specific order: Breaking Bad, Game of Thrones, Boy Meets World, Entourage, and Sons of Anarchy. That's a hell of a list, right? What there. What do you think? Is that respectable? No, I, I do think it's respectable. I haven't seen some of those, but I do have respect for them, even though I haven't seen them, just because of the uh, the people that I respect talking about them and loving them, uh, such as Son, Sons of Anarchy and things like that. But and Entourage, even I haven't really seen much of that, even though the little pieces that I've seen of that was actually pretty funny. So no, I respect all of that. And, and in terms of your Boy Meets World thing, I think we all get one of those little, you know, those personal connection shows that you have that you know probably most people wouldn't have in their top five but you know it just did something for you you know and and if that's boy meets world for you that's great you what's know, yours man if we're if we're going into that era and that spot i mean fresh prince is one that definitely Ooh, jumps out for me that i think if i was going to choose between those two in particular if we're just looking at boy meets world versus fresh prince i'm leaning fresh prince okay uh, though I'm definitely not a hater on Boy Meets World. Uh, uh, if I'm going cartoon, maybe childhood cartoon that really sat well with me. Uh, if I'm not going to go Jackie Chan Adventures, I'm definitely going to look towards Rocket Power as being one of those. <laughs> just, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. That was badass. I loved that cartoon. So those would be just a handful that I could name there. That would be in my top maybe five or ten all time. Respect. I love it. Now uh, we'll wrap up the bleep around here on a Thursday with... A bracket. So, you know, March Madness, we're in full swing here. We'll have Nick Nepic on tomorrow on Friday to, to talk about ah, the tournament thus far. Nicky Dicky. Yes, he's finally, we finally booked him. He's finally going to come on and talk to us after he's been talking to everybody under the sun besides the show that first had him on before he was a big time. Now, he's actually joining us. Excited but, to get him back in the bedroom. I need to God. ask him about that March Madness chub. He's got that annual March Madness chub. I, Dude, do you really think you need to go there? Like, Is that appropriate to ask? <sighs> of course it is, man. I'm, right. There's no way I'm not going to ask it. Will I don't he know. take Nick's it a well? I don't know. I don't think he's going to probably shoot me down. Probably will. I'm Actually, I'll bet that he does shoot you down. All right, bet you five bucks. All right, cool. Let's bet on it. Everyone heard it here. It's it's now real. It's happened. So Disney Pixar made a, a bracket like of all time Disney and Pixar movies, and in this bracket you've got Tarzan, The Lion King going up in round one. You've oh, got yeah. Hercules. Wait, that's the matchup. That's the Tarzan matchup in round Lion one. King? Yeah, who are you what? taking in that one? Yeah, I know, right? They're like, but, but when you look at it, I mean, there are just. Big hitters left and right all over this. And I know you haven't that seen a lot like of That seems like two one seeds to me, man. That's what I'm saying, dude. You've got Monsters, Inc. versus Cars in the first round. Jeez, you've got... How can uh, you even decide? It was I think Incredibles, I, that one's actually Was, was Incredibles easy. Disney and Pixar or is it yes. something else? The Incredibles, uh, I, well, was it? Yeah, I think it was. I don't know. That's yeah, yeah. The, the Incredibles me. is going up against Wally. Oh, that's easy. I think that's easy, too. 
the, the final, I don't even need to know anything. I, all I need to know is that Lion King and The Incredibles, assuming they're not in the same side of the bracket. No, they're on opposite sides. So okay, you think they'll they meet should, in the finals? They should be meeting in the finals. Right. Okay. Well, in the bracket that I saw filled out, it was The Lion King and freaking Coco meeting in the finals. Coco, that's a new age. That one, one just came never out. Seen that that one. just came out. And I my prisoner of the moment stuff, right? Yeah, there, that's man. what I think so too. A little recency bias. Did I love Coco? Yes, absolutely. But is Coco necessarily better than any of the Toy Stories or Finding Nemo? There's just no way. No, I don't think so, man. And that's the bracket that it's in. And I, I think ultimately, I would probably put out of that side. I'm a. I was a big fan of Toy Story three. And Toy Story, all oh, the Toy man. Stories are on the Toy same Story. side. Like, which was your favorite Toy Son Story? Of a bastard! I know. I mean, they're I, all good. I guess which, Toy Story One, Toy the, Story the One, the OG, the OG. But, but I mean, you got you got a. It's just insane. So this bracket's going to go all kinds of different ways, no matter who you ask. But at the end of the day, for me, the Lion King is going to be the champ. Yes, yes, Lion King is the greatest cartoon of all time. There's really no bones about that one. But who did it? Did it go? Okay, so it went all the way, but then who uh, who was the matchup in the final? It was, was it the incredible. It was the Lion King and Coco. Now you, oh, if Coco. we were to go through and Jeez, do this, okay. we don't. I mean, that's going to take forever, so we're not going to go. Through yeah, no, we don't have pick time. each one. But you would put the Lion King versus um, the Incredibles. The Incredibles, and I, you know what? With with Toy Story and Nemo being close. Uh, I guess third and four seeds for me. So Nemo and the Incredibles would meet in what looks like the Elite Eight. Okay. And you would take then the Incredibles over Nemo? Yes. Okay. And then it looks like Nemo or the Incredibles would meet Toy Story in the final four. Gosh, and that's an overtime game. You're looking at probably a buzzer beater, Wolchuk. Uh total nail biter. Incredibles. Man, I think I'd go Toy Story. Damn. But, but I'd have Toy Story three. For some reason the third ah, okay. one. But I don't know if it was because like Andy graduates in that and goes off to school and that came out the same year that I was graduating going out to school. So just nostalgic reasons like we were talking with Boy Meets World. Absolutely. That one just resonated with me. But you can't go wrong with any of the freaking Toy Stories. I'm with you. Well, that's our bleep around for this Thursday. Like we said, we got Nick Nepic, the greatness in his basketball brain coming up on the Nosebleed Seeds podcast tomorrow on a Friday to preview the Final Four and the NCAA tournament thus far. So I hope you guys enjoy that. Have a good thirsty Thursday. Enjoy the rest of your day. On behalf of myself, Zach Wolchuk, and Eric Chiafalo, thank you for listening to the Nosebleed Seats podcast. Hugs and hand pounds, everybody.